Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. We've got a double blessing here today for Song of the Soul. Peter Fippen and Ivar Lundy Jr. are sharing music and stories they've created together. I've had Peter on Song of the Soul a few times before, but this is the first time we are welcoming Ivar Lundy. Peter is locally famous for his artistry on many types of flutes, and especially Native American flutes. And for decades, Ivar taught music at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire and conducted multiple orchestras. And with retirement, he built his music sanctuary and recording location called Skyline Studio. Please note that there is a full, uncut version of this interview with lots more stories and treasures on northernspiritradio.org. Right now, we're going to Eau Claire's Primordial Forest on Skyline Drive for a visit with Peter Fippen and Ivar Lundy. Peter, great to have you back for Song of the Soul. Happy to be back, Mark. Thank you. And Ivar, it's first time on Song of the Soul. I can't believe I've waited 18 years to do this. So glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here, too. <laughs> and it's my first time on Skyline Drive, and we're here at Skyline Studio, which is your studio. How long have you been doing this? We built this building in 2003 when we retired from the university. You've been recording all kinds of music here. I know you've been collaborating with Peter forever and a day. And Peter, when did you connect with Ivar? I have this sense from you that in some ways he nurtures the seed in you. He's a mentor for you, a guide for you. When did you connect? Yeah, Ivar's a mentor to me. 2005, Ivar, is that right? It's possible. You know, I, I, I should say this, though. I have always been, ever since I knew that Peter was playing the Native American-style flute, I was always interested in connecting with him. But I said, why would he connect with me? <laughs> well, real, yeah, and Ivar at that time, I don't think if, if you knew I was a rocker and, and, yes. and, and a bamboo flute player and the Native American flute was just another flute in my pile of flutes. I didn't even know the Native American flute existed until I'd played the Bansri bamboo flute from India and the Shakuhachi bamboo flute from Japan for three or four years. So the Native American flute is actually secondary. I'm going to reveal my immense ignorance here. I saw flutes in, you know, the orchestra, the symphony. I saw I've seen them all my life. I know Native American flute. I know they exist, but I have no idea what the difference is. I imagine since you've played most of the varieties of flutes, Peter, you could tell me, can you convey to a neophyte like myself? Ivar plays them too. Chinese bamboo flutes, North Indian bamboo flutes, Japanese bamboo flutes. Any tube that requires an embouchure is a true flute, whether it's vertical or horizontal. I have some replicas from the Pueblo, Broken Flute Cave, and they're basically just sticks with holes in them. 
there's six finger holes and they're open at both ends and you can play them three ways you can play them straight on like you would a silver flute modern silver flute or you can play them off to the side oblique embouchure like you would play a turkish nay flute or you can stick them between your teeth and use the back of your tongue to brace the back side of it and that's interdental embouchure so some of these ancient Pueblo flutes I'm playing, those are Native American flutes, but they're true flutes. What you see today, a lot of people playing the Native American flute, they're like a recorder. You just blow into it, it's instant gratification, there's tone. So you still have to work on breath control for those, and you have to work on um, getting a pleasant sound, if that's what you want. Sometimes I don't like a pleasant sound. I like the really <laughs> old Native American flutes that sound rather heinous, actually. But what's the difference? I was wondering if the flutes from different continents, different cultures, are there different number of finger holes? Is it the substance that they're made out of bamboo versus some hardwood or whatever? What makes a Native American flute a Native American flute versus these other a Turkish flute that you're talking about? Well, there's a similar flute to the, the Native American flute in Burma which is a slow air chamber and a little node on top of it. There's a slow air chamber of bamboo, and there's a hole cut on one side and a hole cut on the other side. The Burmese flute, it's like a Native American flute in the fact that it has a slow air chamber. And that's what a Native American, modern, contemporary Native American flute is. Well, I mean, there are antiques like that, too. On the new album, I used a Breckenridge flute replica. As far as we know... That's the oldest dating two-chamber flute found. It's very simple, four holes. And, of course, it's not in Western tuning or modern tuning. And that, that dates to about 1050, 1150, something like that. Really? Okay. Your collaboration, again, Ivar, you mentioned that you were kind of reluctant. You didn't maybe feel quite worthy. I don't know. Well, I, I don't think it was worthiness that I was worried about. It's just I was actually worried about him accepting me. That's the funny part of it. And I felt the same way. <laughs> uh, my, my friend Tim Lane, the flutist, and Teet Raid actually had also invited me to participate in some of their sessions and Peter had been part of that group out of the university for some time, and they liked to improvise. And Tim had background from his university work in experimental music. So I, I thought, oh, that might be neat, but I had no time for anything because I was conducting, at one point, three orchestras at the same time, plus teaching to me, that was not something I could really readily do. But, you know, I said, you know, why would they want me in there anyway? I'm just a classical player, as they say. Yeah, and Ivar's <laughs> humble. You know, he's won awards on two continents for his composition. And folks, for Song of the Soul here today, we have Ivar Lundy and Peter Fippen. And I have on the northernspiritradio.org website links to the various places where you'll find their music, their work. It's more than just a particular song that they're producing. There's a, there's a whole nurture of music and creativity that's part of their work. So you can find it at peterfippen.com, skylinestudio.com, or evarlundy.net. I've got those links on northernspiritradio.org. But mainly what I want to do now is start getting into some of the music that you've created together. Where shall we start, folks? Let's start with Into the Ancient. Today we're talking about the work we've done with Project Records out of Portland, Oregon. 
I'm very fortunate to have that connection now. Project has thrown out quite a few albums in a very short span of time, starting in 2022 with Into the Ancient. I wanted to play a bunch of old flutes and museum replicas, really old flutes, and I wanted ancient tunings. On this first piece, uh, The Old Ways, I'm playing a very, very, very old uh, South American whistle. And it's long. It's maybe as long as your leg. And it's about two inches around, inch and a half around. And Ivar, you're playing a, a big old Native American drum on this. Yeah, frame drum. Yeah. I basically came and played and left Ivar to his own devices. These albums are just as much Ivar's as they are mine. Well, thanks to the work, the collaboration with Project Records, Ivar Lundy and Peter Frippen have produced a number of albums now. This one is called Into the Ancient, but the song is The Old Ways.
I'm sure, folks, you felt it in your bones as you were listening to that song, The Old Ways. It's from Peter Fippen's first album that he produced via Project Records, Into the Ancient. By the way, Peter, I was playing this in our kitchen. What I do is when I, I get music that you're going to be sharing, I immerse myself in it. I try and absorb it into my bones, and so I just play it repetitively. And my wife came into the kitchen as I was peeling apples. She's listening to it, and she says, that feels old. In other words, what I'm saying is, into the ancient, the old ways, you succeeded. She knew that before she saw anything about the name. She could feel it. That's very kind of her. Ivar adding the drum, I didn't expect that. Well, I think that sometimes... We talk about things, and I admire Peter for coming into this big room and and just keep playing. Then we listen to what he has done sometimes, and he says, oh, I don't like that, and we should do this again. And I think that sometimes he, when he says that, I say, you know, I think there is something in this. Frequently, rejections, if you add some other elements to it, make a success story. And this is true. Robbie Crawford and I have done this. We've done it here. When we recorded Suspended Within, we basically did the whole album, bang. It took us about an hour, hour and a half, and we were done. But when we got to the last song, Robbie and I looked at each other, and we both said, oh, that's not very good. We don't like that. Well, we'll just leave it off the album. And we, we left and didn't see Evar for another two weeks. I came back in, and he played it. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so I, I think maybe it's what happens with my wife and I. Uh, she has said, I'm the better stovetop cook in our household. She follows directions, so she's good for the things you put in the oven that you don't get to fix. But I'll throw things in a pot and I'll put in a spice or I'll put in a vegetable, I'll put in mushrooms or whatever. I'll put it in and she'll follow a recipe on stovetop. And she said, this isn't quite right. What does it need? And I taste it, and I say, it needs a hint of this. It needs that. And I think you have that skill, Ivar, that you can say which taste is missing. Yeah, that's probably because I've been teaching such a long time, too. You have students coming in, and you try to inform them, I guess is a better word for it, of where improvements can be made. And then that means that you had to, first of all, understand what they're doing, but you had to have the full capability of, of pulling out all your tricks, you know, and say, well, maybe a little more of that. You are absolutely correct when you talk about the spice. That's what is nice. I'm of the Taoist philosophy where take away. Everything's great except for that. Well, let's just erase those two notes. <laughs> yeah, well, we have we have some issues when he says, the expression is, there's a wrong note here. <laughs> and I say, you tell me, because I don't hear a wrong note anywhere. That's because he feels that that's a wrong note in there. Nobody else will ever feel the same thing. Well, I'd like to go from the theoretical to the experiential right now with another song because I am not a musician. I've written some songs. I love singing, played guitar. But the idea of going fretless terrifies me. So let's get practical here and share another portions of the music where you have worked together. And this next piece features Robbie Crawford on the Crystal Bowls. Now, the Crystal Bowls can save you a little bit because for a long time, I've been researching these ancient tunings, Ivar, is that the right word? 
and trying to employ them in my music with the crystal bowls. The crystal bowls create a sine wave. So you can be not dead on the nut as far as pitch and you're forgiven because Robbie's laying down a wall of hypnosis with the bowls and they're wavering. So I can get away with more. And then when Ivar put the synth on it, the synthesizer, it's something else. It's different. We're going to play a short version, I guess, because the full-length version is how long? 17-some minutes. And you call the song Triangulum for the radio edit. Where does that come from? I'm afraid I was asked to give titles to all the songs on that CD. And I said, you know, I feel like space. So I went in for the different galaxies that you find, and that's what it was. Peter Fippen has been my guest at least two, three times before for Song of the Soul. Robbie Crawford, I introduced on Song of the Soul at one point, and she and Peter started collaboration. And Ivar Lundy Jr. is also here for Song of the Soul. The song is Triangulum, and it's from the album Galaxies.
You had the privilege today for Song of the Soul to have music shared by Peter Fippen, Robbie Crawford, and Eve Lundy Jr. The song was Triangulum. The album is Galaxies, and it's, again, part of the riches that are being produced via Project Records. I've got a link to that on nordenspiritradio.org. As I mentioned before we went into it, I've interviewed Peter two full Song of the Soul episodes in the past years first one back in 2009 and then in 2019 we did another full but this is the first time we have Ivar Lundy here today for Song of the Soul and I'm so glad to get you you retired almost 20 years ago yeah. and just now I'm finally getting around to it I'm I feel incredibly slow and it's part of the richness I think of the Chippewa Valley area and of Eau Claire in particular, T Trade and others who've been here creating music and adding magic ingredients. And I would particularly call out again Robbie Crawford's singing bowls, which were part of that song we just listened to as part of magic that a lot of people didn't even know existed twenty years ago. It was so rare. I had the privilege of connecting Peter with Robbie because I'd had her on my show. I'm just grateful that I did. So am I. (laughs) And folks, just remember, all of my guests of all of these 18 years I've been producing both Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action are on NordenSpiritRadio.org. We go out to all of these stations across the U.S., community radio stations, some 35 to 45 of them are hearing this, something like 20 different states, in addition to those who just listen directly via the podcast. This music has been going out for a long time, the creativity, and if you are interested, please post a comment on my website and connect up with me. I want to reach as widely, and I particularly want to nurture the gifts of our listeners. So please reach us at nordenspiritradio.org. You can also donate and help support us. We do this not by corporate donations and not by government, but because our listeners make us sustainable. Help out if you can, but especially help those community radio stations, help the musicians, help nurture it. Face-to-face is powerful. I'm so thankful that we had Zoom during the pandemic I'm so thankful that we didn't have to give up all of our connection that way. But still, there's nothing like looking straight into someone's eyes. Just feel their vibrations right next to you to do extra magic. Interesting thing with Robbie and I, when we play, we never look at each other. And when we record, we're in different rooms. Well, you look with your ears. Yeah, I suppose that's that's absolutely true. I mean, he can sit in the small booth that we have for voiceovers. And he has total contact. Actually, he can see via television. But the two of them, I don't know, they start and they begin. We had another CD that we did together, and I think Peter mentioned it earlier on. That is one where I recorded the keyboard track, this piano here. And he came and he, I don't even think he listened, but he played against it. And it's absolutely like... We had been together in the same room, doing it at the same time. The timing is just, I marvel at, at, well, I marvel at Peter's timing anyway, but that's what makes him special. He has the sense of timing. And you know from radio or from theater or anything else like that, timing is essential. Well, I got lucky that day. It was one take. <laughs> we got done. I said, okay, that's, I can't play better than that. 
Fortunately, your luck comes also from some of your talent, and I'd like to share more of that with our listeners for Song of the Soul. Where do we go next? The third album project released, they re-released my 53rd Grammy-nominated album, Wood Notes Wild, which Ivar had a hand in. I did a field recording in Oklahoma City at the late Dr. Richard Payne's house playing his antique Native American flutes. This was the material for the album called Wood Notes Wild. Yes. And Wild, by the way, folks, is spelled W-Y-L-D. I think your spell check was failing that day. Which song do you want to share from that album? John Ballard Flute. John Ballard was a composer, and I was told he only made one flute in his lifetime, and this is it. And how it ended up in Dr. Richard Payne's flute collection is beyond me. But every time I would go down there the last four years of, of Dr. Payne's life, when I was researching the tunings of these old flutes, that one was always my favorite. It has a very windy, haunting sound, at least to me it does. You can make your own judgment on that, folks, as we listen to Peter Fippen. It's his album, Wood Notes Wild, and the song is John Ballard Flute.
So folks, I said you could make the judgment yourself. How windy was that song recorded in Oklahoma City? It's John Ballard Flute, and it's on Peter Phippen's album with Project Records, Woodnotes Wild. You'll find a link to that on Northern Spirit Radio. You'll find a link to Project Records. One thing you should know is that they are as challenged by spelling as I am. Instead of a CT at the end of Project, it's KT. It's the German spelling. Those Germans just can't follow good American standards. I don't know. But anyway, they're doing some wonderful nurture of music and collaborations. I really think that having people like that involved in the mix makes the world richer. We've got a couple more we're going to squeeze in here today, assuming we can get it into a 55-minute broadcast. Let's follow some more from Peter Fippen. Where are we going to go next? Ghosts. Tell me about ghosts. What connection do you have to ghosts? Do you believe in spirits? Do you believe in that kind of thing? Oh, yes. In which way? In every way. Some people can believe what they want. I believe I grew up in a haunted house that was built by my family in 1825. Before I could speak, I knew what a ghost was. You don't want to seek these things out. If you go looking for stuff like this, you won't find it. You just have to have your guard down, and then it'll find you. And I don't think everyone has this capability, but you know, it's one of these things you believe or you don't. And faith has nothing to do with it. It'll smack you right in the face. It's that strong. And so the album is called Ghosts. Because I was using all antique flutes. I mean, really old flutes. And again, the temperaments of these flutes, the tunings, are very strange. My concept was I was going to play a beautiful album on antique flutes. When I got to the studio up in Minneapolis, Brian Reidinger recorded, mixed, and mastered and co-produced Ghosts with me at uh, In the Groove Music, Studio B. My mentor since 1984, Teat Raid, passed away the night before the recording session, the day before the recording session, and I was going to cancel the session. And then I thought about it, and I said, no, I'm going to go up there and play. So instead of getting an album of pure beauty, I got an album of raw emotion. And I, I did the album maybe an hour, hour and 10 minutes, recorded every track. And I, I wouldn't listen to the playback. I'd get done a song and Brian would go, do you want to hear that? I said, no, next song. When I left the studio, a trick I learned from Canyon Records when I was working with them, if a stray note would pop up or a blue note, <laughs> I would be complaining to them about it. And they would say, no, Peter, we can fix that for you. How are you going to fix it? We're going to turn it up. So as I left the studio in Minneapolis, I said, Brian, you have a good ear. If you hear any stray notes or any blue notes or what the heck, flat out wrong notes, if you hear anything like that, turn it up two or three dB and put a little more reverb on it so it hangs because it's human. I went with the humanity factor since I realized that I'm not sure if there is any beauty in that recording. It's, it's raw emotion. I'd like to share uh, what can't be seen. Teat Raid gave me that flute. It's a 1930s reservation era Grover Wolf Voice, Northern Cheyenne, Native American flute. When I listened to the song, I, again, before I knew anything about what the name was even, I was just playing all of the songs. When I heard it, my experience of it was that I... I felt I was being summoned, that it was a summons being sent out. Come join me, be here. 
are you conscious of having done that or is that just you know sometimes beauty's in the ear of the beholder i guess basically what i was doing on every song on that album was just crying through my flutes because of the loss of t-raid if i would have waited a month to record it it would have been different but because it was so close to the time of his passing that's what came out and you know what when you're improvising you're playing what you're feeling you're playing the moment and that was the moment one of the things that i also noticed in this song is it's kind of a yip at the end of a phrase oh that's just the flute some of these flutes have just inherent little yips and yaps and growls and they just happen and i allow the flute to play itself i'm just sitting there as a medium as the as the music that's as already in the air, for an album on ghosts. Okay, <laughs> so I'm sitting there as the medium, and the music's already in the air, and I'm just pulling it in, and it, it's flowing through me, and I'm just I'm just sitting there watching it happen. I'll sit down in your seat or stand up, whichever way you can best receive it. It's from the album Ghosts, Peter Fippen on Project Records. What can't be seen.
perhaps you Song of the Soul listeners heard some of the tears, the longing, the I'm, I'm sure it's gratitude, but gratitude in a, a heartbroken way that Peter Fippen was sharing from his song, What Can't Be Seen, from his album Ghosts, recorded just after Teet Raid passed. And Teet Raid was so influential here in the Chippewa Valley. Again, Peter Fippen is my guest, peterfippen.com. Questions on spelling come via nordenspiritradio.org. We also have Ivar Lundy here, and he's got a couple different things. We're actually sitting in Skyline Studio in Eau Claire. My first time up here, and I'm so glad that I've arrived. It's so great to be with you, Ivar. And even though I've interviewed Peter a number of times before, Ivar has always been lurking there, waiting, influencing, nurturing, and making the music better. Thanks so much again for joining me, Ivar. Happy to be with you. Very shortly, you're releasing your latest collaboration called Primordial Forest. What was the inspiration for Primordial Forest? I think that Peter listened to some of the music that we had put together, and he said, you know, I think I have a title for this. Yeah, and me, I'm, I like digging back into the past. I see some other musicians, they're always looking into the future and trying to come up with what's next, what's next, what's next. I've always liked antiques, so maybe that's what the problem is. I like going back as far as I can in time and asking myself the question, and I've asked Ivar this question many times, what was going on in antiquity with music? What did their music actually really sound like? We have no written or recorded record of it, especially when you talk about ancient American flutes from the American Southwest that date back to 600 current era. What were they playing on those things? And of course since I'm a product of this day and age, and I do like futuristic music as well, I'm trying to blend both. Ivar has been a huge help since 2005 in my quest to do this, taking the very, very, very old and the very, very, very new, mashing them together and and seeing what we get. But we've got one last song, and which one are we going to share off of Primordial Forest? Nightshade. This is interesting how we did this. I came in and improvised. Ivar played along, improvising with me, the bass line of the synthesizer. I threw on a second flute. I left. So see you a couple, two or three weeks. Do what you do, Ivar. Compose. Well, that's what I do. I take what I hear and I say, well, maybe you can do something here. Maybe you can do something there. Thinking of, since we have mentioned Teet Ray so many times, Keith and I used to sometimes had a class together, his talking about his arts and what he did when he was doing art, and uh, I was talking about when I was composing. We had the same philosophy in terms of art and how one gets this uh, idea and what to do with this particular idea. What Peter and I do sometimes, when he has done his share, giving the inspiration, I guess, I... uh, listen and I say, you know, this needs this, this needs that. It's almost like putting clothing on a body or something like that. And that's the way I I deal with most of the music that we do together. I'm dressing it up. And the name Nightshade. I like all things night. I'm a night person. It wasn't the plant, the Nightshade family that... Originally it was the plant Nightshade that inspired this. We were going to call the song Deadly Nightshade. I thought that might be the album title. Yeah, because we have a lot of deadly nightshade around the property here. And it's a very interesting plant. But it got shortened. 
Well, this is the last song that we're sharing for today's Song of the Soul with both Peter Fippen and Ivar Lundy. We're headed into the primordial forest. Again, there's journeys that you take with your feet and sometimes you take them with your ears and your heart. And I think that's what's been brought here today by Peter and Ivar. Thank you so much again for joining me, Peter. This has been the third full Song of the Soul I've had you here for, but I look forward to more in the future continuing. Thank you, Mark. And Ivar, so wonderful to meet you, to be welcomed into Skyline Studios, to be able to have your magic fertilizing all of these albums and so much of the gift that is the music scene here in Eau Claire and Chippewa Valley. Thanks for joining us for Song of the Soul. Glad to be with you. And folks, we're going out with this last song. It's called Nightshade. It's from Primordial Forest. By the time you hear this recording on your community station or via our website, you will be able to access the full album just released by Peter Fippen and peterfippen.com, evarlundy.net, and skylinestudio.com. All those links on nordenspiritradio.org. Let's head to Nightshade in the Primordial Forest, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.